Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Hi, mija. Abuelita's on her way and I still need to shop for the party. No worries. Let's order through Instacart. Insta qué? Sí, llama. We can order groceries and more online and get everything delivered in as fast as an hour. Everything for dinner? Carne, tortillas, limas, plátanos. Claro. Anything else? Just make sure the plátanos are ripe. Get groceries delivered same day with Instacart so you have more time for family. Visit instacart.com or download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. One church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Lift your Bible, I'm lifting my phone because I got the Harvest Mobile app. It'll literally read the Bible to you. You don't even have no one to read. The app will read the Bible to you. And you can move in that. And you can read it through the whole year. So I encourage you, you're only a month behind, so you can catch up. I said you can catch up. Or if you don't want to do that much catch up, what you do, just start today. And then come February, what, 2nd next year, you will have read through the whole Bible. All right? So that's amazing. Let's go. I'm ready to hear. Then do your word, which I'm about to receive, which makes all things new. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, we bless you and honor you. We say have your way in the experience today. Speak to us with clarity. Speak to us to, with power so we move in what you have ordained. Father, you just said something you didn't say at the 1115, that the power of the Lord is present to heal. So, Father, whatever areas need to be healed, we pray that your love would flood those areas and that your grace would flood those areas and that your mercy would flood those areas. You are not a man that you should lie, nor the son of man that you should repent. So today, Lord, we say speak to us with clarity and speak to us with power. It's in your name we pray. Everybody say, Lord, I'm ready to receive in Jesus' name. Can I just get you to release five seconds of worship before we go? Five Come on, four, let him know you love him. Three, come on, online. Two, one. Everybody say yes, Lord. So we're starting a new series this month called Love and Blank because love is never alone because it always involves something or someone else. So today's message, here it is, the first one of the series, it's called Love and the Lord. Everybody say that with me. Love and the Lord. Say it again. Love and the Lord. Why are we starting with the Lord? Because here's the truth. Many people want to be great husbands, great wives, Great spouses, great parents, great business owners. We want to be great at all these other things. But watch this. If love starts with God, because God is love, I cannot give to anyone else that which I don't have. And I cannot have that which I have not received. And I cannot receive from that which I don't know nothing about. So we got to start with the Lord because the secret to you being better in every other area of your life is you making sure things are right with you and God. Somebody say, God, you're most important to me. 
So 1 John 4, 8 says, anyone that does not know God or does not love does not know God because God is love. Which means if you do not know the Lord, the most you can give somebody is strong light. Because you won't even understand the depth of love until you've experienced it with God. Many of us, what we call love is nothing more than strong light with a few emotions attached to it. Why? Because the moment somebody don't do what you like, all of a sudden you don't love them no more. Well, here's my question. Did you ever love them in the first place? I wish you would sit next to somebody that would be honest in here today and tell the truth that the reality is most times what we've experienced is conditional love. So that's all we know how to give. But I'm going to tell you, this year is going to be the year you experience God's love on a whole nother level. So you'll be able to give it to somebody else. Say God is love. So, verse 9 says, in this the love of God was made manifest among us. So, not only is God love, what's the progression? But God doesn't just want love to be said, he wants love to be shown. Because God could have just said, y'all know I love y'all and let us die and go to hell. Instead, he said, I love you so much, I'm going to sacrifice myself so that you can have life. What do you mean sacrifice yourself? God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body came down to the earth and lived the life that you and I were never able to live. It was a life of perfection because he kept all of the law. 613 myths for 10 commitments plus 400 other oral laws and traditions given. So over 1,100 laws Jesus kept and lived perfectly so that you and I, if we received him, we'd be able to receive life as if we lived like him. What are you trying to say? He imputed his righteousness for us, which means I didn't do everything right, but I don't have to because he did. Would you touch somebody next to you and just tell them that's the kind of God I serve? Yeah, he lived perfectly so that you get to live as if you live like him, even though you've not lived perfectly. And I don't know about you, but that's good news to me. Somebody say, oh, how he loves me. So watch this. Love can't just be said. It must be shown. God didn't just say he loved us. God showed us that he loved us. And watch this. That God sent his only son into the world that we might live through him. Here's the operative word, might. Which means life is a choice. Breathing is essential. I'm going to say it again. Life is a choice. Which means everybody that's breathing ain't living. Ooh, because if you're living for what you want, all you're doing is breathing, baby. But if you laid your will down to live for his will, you're finally living. And for some of you, I need you to tell you this. This is going to be the year you finally start living. Up until this point, all you've done is breathe. But this is going to be the year you're going to live. It is the Greek word zoe, which means overflowing life. Which means I got so much life, I can let you hold some of mine and I'm still good. I need you not to be upset when people come to you to get encouragement or come to you to get advice or come to you to get prayed for. That just means you got so much life that God's trusting you to use yours to pour on somebody else. Somebody say, I'm living this year. Say it again. Say, I'm living this year. So what happened? God gave up so that we could live it up. Look at verse 10. In this is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us. Stop. He says, I didn't love you only because you loved me first. Because, see, it's easy to love people like that. And that's what most, watch this, American culture is familiar with. You love who loves you, so all you do is love them back. But the real test of love is can you love, watch this, before they love you. Let's go. God says, I gave you love before you ever reciprocated it for me. I didn't wait on you to do right by me before I decided to do right by you. 
Y'all ain't saying that to me right there. Because here's the truth. God says, I'm so good that even though you knew to do right and still did wrong, I didn't hold my love back from you. Touch your neighbor. Say, he did not hold back. Try you another neighbor that'll say it better than that. Say, he did not hold back. He should have let you die, but he didn't. He could have let that abortion kill you, but he didn't. He could have let that car accident kill you, but he didn't. He could have let that marriage make you lose your mind, but he didn't. Mm, touch your neighbor, say he didn't hold back. Listen, so God gave up so we could live it up. What does that mean? He gave up so that we could live it up. Live it up means enjoy life. Listen to me. He dealt with misery. So that you could have an enjoyable moment. I don't like some of y'all's faces. Smile at your neighbor. Say the only reason you're here today. Is because of his love. Don't get it twisted. It ain't your education. You don't even know that much. It ain't your background. It ain't your 401k. It's not your IRA. It's not who you know. The only reason you're still here is because God decided to love you. I need you to lift your hands and let them know that you're grateful. One, two, three, go. Somebody say, Lord, I'm grateful. Watch. In this, verse 10. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Here's what this means. It means payment to regain favor. So when Jesus, who is God in the flesh, is hanging on the cross, he says, listen, you ever told somebody to do something and they didn't get it? And after about once or twice, he's just like, you ain't going to get it. So I'll do it. My that's what Jesus is. Jesus is God saying, I'll do it myself. He said, because I've given y'all thousands of years and y'all ain't got it. And he said, watch this. And I need somebody to manifest what I sent you to the earth to do. So watch me. He says, I'm the propitiation. I'm the payment so you can regain favor. Because the wages of sin is death. Every time sin enters, something has to die. Which is why you got to be careful hanging around folk that ain't trying to do right. Because whether you know it or not, they got the plague and they're getting it on you. Whether you know it or not, they're trying to poison you. Because whenever sin is present, something has to die. And this is not a year where you're going to experience unnecessary death. This is going to be a year where everything about your life goes to a whole nother level. If you believe it, holler, yes, Lord. So because the wages of sin is death, something has to die. So, so watch this. God says, the only way I get them is I'm going to have to go pay the price that they should have to pay. And all the sins of the world will be laid on me, God says. And in one moment, I'm going to pay the price for them so that they can get their favor back with me. What kind of love is this? You the one lost the favor and then he goes and dies for you so you can get the favor back. Who can't love a God like that? Maybe you're missing it. See, when you sin, watch this. When you sin, you cut the mic. When you sin, you create separate, because God ain't playing that. So God ain't, God's like, I'm not playing that. I'm not doing that with you. I said what I said. I meant what I said. When you sin, you dis. So here's what Jesus did. Jesus said, 
I'm going to come and pay the price for you so that when you sin, I sue This time when you sin, I'm going to give you, you just sin, a way back in. Let's go. He says, I gave you, I'm giving you a way back in. So even though you've made mistakes, even though you've had failures, let's talk 11.15. Even though, can we talk for real? Even though you didn't screwed some stuff up royally, God says, I still give you a way back in. And I need you to know I'm running all the way in this year. Let somebody next to you say, I'm going in this year. So let's build the case. John 3, 17 says this. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn. When it says send his son, it's just God in the flesh in the form of Jesus. Uh, into the world to condemn the world. Stop. God's love doesn't condemn. It convicts. What's the difference? If you condemn a house, it means nobody can live there. It's got to be torn down. Watch this. But to convict a house, watch this, is to simply say that, watch this, there's some stuff in the house that needs to be fixed. If you've ever built a home, they give you blue tape. And they give you blue tape on the construction site so you can go through and find all of the issues in the house. Mark blue tape on those issues so that the construction crew can go fix those issues. That's how God's love is. God's love says, I didn't condemn your house. I just got some blue tape in there about your attitude. Let's go. I got some blue tape in there about how you treat your family. I got some blue tape in there about how you treat your cousin. Them. Y'all ain't said nothing to me. I got some blue tape about how you give. I got some blue tape about the fact that you think it's okay not to serve. Let's go. I got some blue tape in your house. And I don't condemn you. I'm just letting you know there needs to be conviction. What's conviction? You're so much better than what you're doing. What's condemnation? You're so much worse than what you're doing. Watch him. His love is so good. He's like, really? Really, Darlene? This is what, who's Darlene? Just name a minute. Got it from a movie. Really, Darlene? You really going to do this type of relationship again in 2020? You are so much better than this, Darlene. So what does he do? He puts some blue tape on you. And I need you not to watch this. Think that blue tape means he don't love you. Blue tape means he don't want folk coming in your house and your house tore up. Blue tape means he don't want people seeing your life and your life is raggedy and tore up and jacked up. Blue tape means he wants you to get your stuff together. I need you to release a praise right there that God ain't condemned you. He wants you to get it together. Bishop, why do you keep having us put a praise on it? Because after you eat some meat, you need some liquid to drink it down. And the Bible says that the spirit of the Lord is like water. So when we release a praise, I'm just making sure you're getting it down on the inside of you. Because this ain't going to be a year you just know the word. This is going to be a year you're going to do the word. So watch me. Look, he doesn't condemn us. He puts blue tape up and says, let's get that, t- let's get that together. He puts blue tape up and said, let's get that, let's get you together. Because watch this, the way you're moving, you're not being strong and courageous. You're not being bold and creative. Like he told Joshua, the series we were in last month, instead, you're being weak and timid. And he said, and you're being strong with the wrong people. And you're being weak to the wrong people. He says, you're being strong who, to who you need to submit to. Watch me. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. I says, so the ones that you need to, the ones that you really need to be strong with, them the ones you're being weak to. Listen, this ain't SWB. I get so weak in the knees. You better get your knees together. <laughs> Say, blue tape is in my house. But in order that the world, John 3, 17, might be saved through him. Here's the operative word, might be. Just because God loves you doesn't mean you have to accept that love. Proof, 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 proof. Have you ever sent a package that somebody had to sign for? And they didn't sign for it, so it got returned to sender. 
it didn't matter that you paid $922 to ship it. See, watch me. I need you to catch this. It doesn't matter that God gave his life so you could have life. If you don't sign for your package, it's going to get returned. And some of you, watch this, need to stop sending back what God's trying to send to you. Because let me tell you, you keep saying stuff. I'm not good enough. You sent his love back. I can't do it. You sent his love back. I just can't focus right now. You sent his love back. Who are you to tell the creator what to do when you are the created? So God says, the world might be saved. Maybe. Maybe. Say maybe. maybe. Might be saved. So everybody is not going to respond to his love. Can I give you a scripture for that? Adam didn't. Adam ran from God's love when he should have ran to God's love. Adam and Eve did stuff God told him not to do. And then, watch me. Here's how you know you're wrong. It's because, watch this, you run from leadership. Let's go. You know you're wrong because you run from the one, watch this, that you should be running to. And so watch this. God, watch this, through Adam, Adam and Eve do some stuff they know they have no business doing. And so God shows up on the scene. We're in Genesis uh, 3, Gen chapter 3, Genesis chapter 4. God shows up on the scene and, and he says, Adam, where are you? In other words, you're not where you're supposed to be. You're off your assignment. You're not in your seat, Adam. You're not where you're supposed to be. Touch your neighbor and say, stay on your square this year. Some of y'all doing all these little t games and all this here, and you ain't on your square. You're not in your assignment. You think you got options. I pray you don't think that way because you're about to take yourself through a valley that you could have avoided. I feel strength coming to me now. Y'all ain't said nothing. So he says, Adam, where are you? You're not where we're supposed to meet and talk, Adam. You're not where you're supposed to be, Adam. And so watch what God's love does. God's love walks and finds him. Ooh! Even when you're not where you're supposed to be, God will come up into that club and be like, really, this is what we're doing? And while you're dropping it like it's hot, God is picking it up and cooling it off. Y'all ain't saying nothing. <laughs> while you're walking in unforgiveness, God says, listen, I need you to remember that, watch this, you don't have a right to hold a grudge against them because I never held a grudge against you. Just your neighbor say, I think you better let it go. So listen, he says, Adam, where are you? Adam is missing. And so then he finally finds Adam. He says, Adam, y'all keep going with me. Come on, come on, let's go. He says, I heard, watch this, the sound of you. Shut up. I heard your sound. Notice he didn't say I heard your voice. He said, I heard you walk. What is that indicative of? When you know you wrong, you can sense when correction's coming. And if your heart ain't right, you'll avoid it. But when your heart is right, you like, give it to me and give it to me good. Touch somebody next to you say, don't resist correction this year. Uh-uh, pick somebody else. I don't like the way they said it. Touch somebody else. Say, don't resist correction this year. That's the go. He says, I got afraid. Wait a minute, Adam, how you afraid of your daddy? He said, Adam, when you was asking me all them questions, you weren't afraid of me. When you was getting all that advice from me and that line, you weren't afraid of me. Y'all ain't saying when you were at y'all ain't saying to me. When you were doing all of that, Adam, you were not afraid of me. So how all of a sudden you afraid of me now? Because you resisted my love. If I didn't beat you up and be Adam, I knew you were weak. 
Some of y'all need to go look at the Spirit of Lilith because you understand why. It's a message called Spirit of Lilith. Write it down in your notes. Type it down. You'll understand why Adam was weak and why he responded that way. God was like, Adam, I already know who did you wrong before Eve got here. Some of y'all didn't even know that. Go listen to that message. He said, but you're afraid now? Why are you afraid of me? You're my son. I'm your father. If I check you, love it. If I have compassion, love it. If I say you're done, love it and say, well, I'm still going to be here. Here's how you know you got real love and folk that really love you. Even if you dismiss them, they'll do you like Elisha. Wherever you go, that's where I go. So you can sit me down, but I'm still going to be sitting right there listening. You can put me out, and I'm still going to be watching online. You can't get rid of. He said, I was naked, and I hid myself. So I says, what did he do? He rejected his love. If you keep reading to the story, he'll say, well, who told you that you were naked? Then watch what Adam does. He blames us. It's that woman you gave me. She, she the reason for all this. The woman says, it's the devil. The devil made me do it. So what does he do? He resists God's love. How do I know you're resisting God's love? Because you don't take responsibility for nothing. Everything is somebody else's fault. That's how you know you're resisting God's love. Because when you receive God's love, you can say, I did that. I did that. I did that. I did that. David said, Lord, I have sinned against you and against you only. In other words, he says, God, I know I screwed up. I know I messed up. And watch this. This is why David is called a man after God's own heart. Not because David was perfect, but because David didn't reject God's love. He said, Lord, I know I got some issues. He says, Lord, I know that the reason I keep messing with Bathsheba and the rest of them is because, watch this, Jesse, my daddy, never affirmed me. And so I'm seeking in women what I never got from my daddy. Y'all ain't saying that to me. I'm seeking in sex what I never got from my daddy. I feel like preacher. I'm seeking in relationships what I never got from my daddy. And so I know I got some issues. I ain't trying to front. I'm keeping it real. Here's what's amazing. God says, I know you got your issues, so don't run from me. Run to me. I need everybody in this building to lift your hands. Everybody online, say, Lord, I'm running to you this year. That the world through him might be saved. Saved. We're in John 3, 17. The world saved there is this Greek word. That's the language of our New Testament. Sozo. Say sozo. Don't be a bozo. Be sozo. Sozo. Watch me. Sozo means Healed. See, salvation is not just about not dying and going to hell. That thought and that theology came from a slave mentality that was introduced in America to get people, watch this, infatuated with the afterlife so that they wouldn't complain about the quality of life they were living now. So in other words, if I just get you to worry about not going to hell, you don't care that you're living in hell on earth. But Jesus didn't save us so that we would live in hell on earth. He saved us so that, watch this, we would experience the kingdom. What's the kingdom? Heaven's attributes on earth. Which means I'm not trying to die to get over there. I'm living well so I can bring over there, down here. Ooh, you sit next to somebody that's about to experience some heaven on earth this year. You sit next to somebody that's about to experience major breakthrough this year. If they won't praise him, skip them and praise him by yourself. Jesus never promised us heaven as a place to live. He promised us the kingdom of heaven, which is a lifestyle. Which means he's concerned with how we live here, not just dying and not going to hell. Did you hear me? Watch me. So watch this. Watch this. Watch this. So he says healed, rescued, restored. That's what this word saved means. Watch this. Delivered to provision. God says, here's how my love works. I want to save you from you. Watch this, because a lot of your wounds came by your hands. 
Y'all ain't going to say nothing. A lot of your wounds came by your hands. What do you mean it came by my hands? I didn't do that to myself. Mm -mm. No, the fact is, is you watch this, is you knew what they did and you didn't get out of punching radius. You knew how they were and you didn't get out of the radius of their foolery. Y'all ain't said that to me. You knew they couldn't be trusted. You trusted them anyhow. And the Bible says confidence in an unfaithful man is like a foot out of joint or a bad tooth. Touch your neighbor and say, that's not happening this year. Hey, Say it again. It ain't happening this year. So, so what? So can I build a case? So I'm giving you lots of scriptures today. So one, we realize his love can't just be said. It's shown. Watch this. God gave up so that we can live up despite our mistakes. His love doesn't condemn us. It convicts us so we can be saved, which means healed, rescued, restored, and delivered to provision. What does that mean? God says, I take you out of a mess to take you into a message. I take you out of a test to give you a testimony. Here's the deal. Don't get stuck in your test and never get to your testimony. And I need you to know, watch this, there's at least four of y'all in this room that watch this. By tomorrow, your test will be over. I don't know who you are, but I, I need you. If, you. if that resonates any kind of way with you, I need you to shout on that and so on that. Go. For those of you who say, I don't believe in that type of stuff, go read the praise reports. Go on our app and read the praise reports because you'll be able to see it for yourself that if a prophetic word comes out from this pulpit, it will not fall to the ground. Oh, I feel that right here. Somebody say, it's going to be over by this time tomorrow. If you believe that's for you, release a praise right there. All right, all right, <laughs> Romans 5, 8, but God shows his love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. We see him show his love for us, but the question is, how do you show your love for him? Nobody wants to be in a one-sided love relationship. Let me tell you how you know, let me, listen, this is for some of y'all, I don't know who this is for. Somebody pray before church because you're pulling me. Let me tell you, in a one-sided love relationship, all the calls are initiated by you. All the contact is initiated by you. All of the tough conversations are initiated by you. If you're the initiator, watch this, of all of the tough stuff, you're in a one-sided love relationship. Love is lopsided, and lopsided love don't ever last. Ooh, watch me do it. Lopsided love don't ever last. God says, I don't want to be in a lopsided love relationship with you. God says, I know you can never do for me what I did for you, but let me tell you what I want. I'm say that again. God says, I know you can never do for me what I did for you, but let me tell you what I want from you. Say, Lord, what do you want from me? You ready? Here it is. John 14, 21. Whoever has my commandments has them. And commandments here just generically means his word. So whoever has my word and keeps my word. Stop. God says, I need you to pursue my word. See, a lot of people, I'm just going after Jesus, brother. John says he is his word. So to go after his word is to go after him. Him and his word are inseparable. You cannot say you're going after God, watch this, but ignore the Bible. I'm going to say it again. You cannot say you're going after God, but you ignore what God says. He is his word. So when he says, he who has my commandments or my word and keeps them, God says, that's loving me. 
Because he and his word are inseparable. They're one in the same. Which means wherever you see his word, you see him. Wherever you see him, you see his word. He says, watch this, heaven and earth will pass away before the word passes away. Why? Because he's eternal. And since he is eternal, watch this, and he is his word, his word is eternal. Ooh, which means that the word that, watch this, has been around for generations, still works today. The same healing Jesus from 2,000 years ago is the same healing Jesus now. The same healing Jesus from 4,000 years ago is the same healer now. Watch. He says, if you have my word and keep my word or pursue my word and keep my word, look what he says. He says, you love me. So he says, listen, you can never do for me what I did for you, but this is what I want. Pursue my word. This is why we come to church, Levitine, to pursue his word. Okay, my job as your shepherd is to chop the food up, serve it to you. So then that way during the week, watch this, you can eat your leftovers. Let's go. And here's the thing about the word. These are good leftovers. This is like macaroni and cheese leftovers where it gets better. Let's go. This is like them good leftovers where, matter of fact, it ain't good until the next day. Because the Bible says that the word is alive. It's sharper than a dual-edged sword, which means, watch this, the word that I read on Monday, it only gets better on Tuesday, only gets better on Wednesday, only gets better on Thursday, only gets better, I feel it preaching, it only gets better on Friday, it only gets better on Sunday and Saturday. Ready? And he who loves me will be loved by my father. And I will love him, watch the word, and manifest myself to him. Stop. So here's what you got to get. God says, I love you, but you only realize it when you pursue my word and do my word because there's nothing interfering with us. See, some people say, I just don't feel God's love. I'll tell you why, because you're doing your own thing. And God's not coming to your party. You need to come to his. Y'all ain't said nothing to me right there. God says, listen, the reason you feel far from me and the reason you feel abandoned by me is not because I don't love you. It's just you don't pursue my word, nor do you try to do my word, so I can't manifest my love to you. And it's not because I don't love you. It's that because you won't accept. You want to know what that means? It says you won't accept my love. It says the reason you feel like I'm not there when you go through something bad is because you don't actually pursue my word. Because if you pursue my word, you know that I'm, watch this, I'm the good in the midst of the bad. Let's go. If you pursued my word, you would know, watch this, that I'm the wheel in the middle of the wheel. What does that mean? That means that I'm the center working uh, component to your life, which means besides me, nothing's going to work. If I'm not at the center of it, God says nothing's going to work. If he ain't the center of your business, it ain't going to work. If he's not the center of your relationships, they're not going to work. Watch. So he says, so he says in John 15, 10, I'm building a case. Can I build a case? I'm giving you lots of scriptures because to build a good case, you need facts. Mm. John 15, 10. If you keep my commandments, what's that? His word. You will abide in my love. Let's go. Abide means two things. Accept my love and live in my love. So now we understand why so many people. Do you want to know Denver? Let me speak to Denver for just a moment. We got digital family everywhere. Can I speak to Denver for just a moment? Denver's amazing to me because its statistics make sense. Denver's 46 out of 50 for lowest church attendance in the nation. But its suicide rate doubled. It's double the national average. Google it. Check this out. It's especially high amongst younger individuals. Think about it. It's the number one cause of death for uh, young African-American men in this region. If you look at the statistics, 
It's on the rise from every group. Somebody say, why is that, Bishop? Because God says, you won't be able to accept my love or live in my love if you think you're just going to do Christianity your way. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me now. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me now. He says, watch this. He says, you'll accept my love and live in my love if you pursue my word and do my word. Not be perfect. See, because that's not what he's asking for. He's not asking for you to get everything right. That's what he did. He's just saying, when you mess up, I need you to get up and keep it moving. And you sit next to somebody that this year, they ain't going to be down for longer than two minutes. Whatever mistake they make, they may get knocked down, but baby, they're going to be like a bubble here. They're going to get right back up and keep it moving. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, keep it moving. Say your first name. Say it again. Keep it moving and say your first name. So, 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 he says, if you keep my commandments, my word. Jesus, now, I already made reference to this. There were 613 commandments in Torah. That's the first five books of the Bible. On top of that, there were about 400 plus what are called oral law. This is what the rabbis added to the 613. Then, you had the Ten Commandments. That's a lot. Somebody say, over a thousand. Could you imagine going through your life with a thousand items on a checklist? Now, I'm a believer in checklists because they produce efficiency if people follow them. <laughs> Got it? I was watching a show yesterday. I was telling them at the 9.15. It was about this break. I didn't even know the show was from 2016. It was about this breakout that happened in Atlanta because it was in Atlanta. I was intrigued. And, um, and so it was 13 episodes, an hour long. I didn't know it was 13 episodes. Y'all know how Netflix just keep playing <laughs> and don't give you no time to change your mind. I mean, she give you about, up next in two seconds. Two, one, next. So even when you want to leave the house, you're like, well, I'll just wait until after this. And I, oh, shoot, I'll wait now. So it took me to 1 o'clock in the morning yesterday <laughs> to, to get that thing done. And, and here's the thing. And, and in that, watch this. There was a, uh, there's a, whole, there's a whole thing about a virus breaking out and, and contagion and contagious and not the Ronald Asley version, uh, this contagion. And, and I thought this was the 1115, excuse me. And, um, and so as I was watching it, Here's what happened. Somebody didn't follow protocol. Mm. Somebody didn't follow the checklist. Watch me. And when they didn't follow it, now they had a breakout of a plague in the city. Would you touch your neighbor and say, be careful breaking protocol this year? See, because you don't think it's a big deal, but the plague might break out on somebody else. Let's go. Can I give you scripture for that? In the scripture, Korah, Dathan, and Abiram, Moses set order. They came in and they started raising hell with Moses and all of that. And so then all of a sudden, watch this. The people get mad. They get angry. Korah, Dathan, and Abiram, them, them and everything attached to them is swallowed into the earth. Because God says, I'm not going to let you mess up my movement. Ooh, I'm not going to let you stop my movement. So I'd rather swallow you up into the earth than let you keep causing hell in the church. Y'all ain't saying nothing. That's what he said to him. And then the next day, the people are complaining and said, Lord, you kill these people. Lord, you kill these people. And the Bible says the plague broke out because they didn't follow the checklist. So you got to be careful when you're around people who always cut corners because they're going to cut you. Y'all ain't saying that middle section got real quiet right there. So watch. I love you. So watch. So I was watching this show and then they didn't follow that. Could you imagine though? going through and having over 1,100 things. To, like one of the laws, one of the oral laws said, one hand when you're washing them couldn't touch the other. I'm still trying to figure that out. 
Now, I know how they did it because I know the word. I know the Hebrew culture. I know how they did it. But I'm just saying, just on a surface level, like, so how you? <laughs> but how you get the back of your hand? Like, <laughs> use your beard. You know, they had long beards. Use your beard to clear your Now your beard, now you got the oils from your beard on your hand. So now your hand's dirty. So you got to wash your beard first, but then when you wash your hands, you're going to get hair on your hands. So now your hands ain't clean. It's a lot. Somebody say it's a lot. Could you imagine that? So Jesus says, let me sum up, let me sum up what is most important to me. Because if you get this at a high level, it'll filter down into every low level of your life. Got it? See, it's the difference between the letter and the spirit. See, the letter says, turn your head and say, you know, good morning to your neighbor. That's the letter. Good morning. The spirit is, be nice. Be kind. So, which means I didn't need a checklist to tell me to say, hey, y'all ain't going to say nothing to me right now. It's the difference between the letter and the spirit. So watch this. There's going to be people that tick you off. Let's talk. And some of them going to make you so mad you just want to snap, crackle, and pop. But listen, you can't be popping off all day everywhere. So, so what, is this, what, is the, what, is the, what does the word say? The word says, be angry but sin not. Which means it's okay for me to have elevated emotion about your foolery. But I'm not letting you pull me into sin. Letter versus the spirit. Which means, listen, no, no, I'm a, no we're going to have a healthy discussion. No, it's going to be healthy. It's going to be big-boned and juicy, okay? This is going to be a healthy discussion. Huh? This is going to be a discussion. But, 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 but watch this. But I'm not going to insult you. Did you hear that? Because the spirit of the law says, I got to build you up, not tear you down. Come on. Touch your neighbor and say, I'm building you up. I'm building you up. So here it is. Let's finish the word. So Jesus says, Mark 12, 29, he answers. They say, what's the greatest commandment of all? It's a whole lot of them. So what's the greatest commandment of all? He said, here it is. Here it go. Here, here on Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. The next part of the verse in verse 30 says this. And you, so love the Lord your God. That's deep. Say, Lord. Lord. So this means he's ruler. Which means he sets the rules. Not you or your bloodline or your fears or your anxiety or what you've been through. But then say, he's my God. Say it. Say, he's my God. God means source. See, so he says, I set the rules and I'm your source. So that means your job is your resource. So don't put it above me. You got it? Your money is your resource, so don't put it above me because I'm your source. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, my God is my source. This is why you never have to worry about running out. I got a God that has an unlimited supply. Let's finish this. He says, with all your heart. Heart means will. Four things. Heart, soul, mind, strength. Say it with me. Heart, soul, mind, strength. Online, you type it in the building, you say it. Heart, soul, mind, strength. God says, you can never give me what I gave you, but let me tell you what I want. I want all of your heart. Heart means will. Will, watch this. You ever met somebody that they call themselves strong will? Which is sometimes code for hard-headed. God says, I want all of that. Come on, old school church. 99 and a half just won't do. God says, I want all of your will, which means you need to will to want what I want. 
It's quiet in here. See, sometimes, watch this, what you want, God doesn't want. There's a scripture in the Bible, y'all stay right there, don't go over there because we'll, we'll go off on that. And we, I mean, that's a whole other message right there. In 1 Samuel 16, uh, there's a scripture in the Bible that says that Jesse was the father of David, you know as King David, who killed Goliath and some other giants in his lifetime. The Bible says that seven of Jesse's sons came before uh, Samuel, the man of God. And the Lord says, I reject all of these, I don't pick none of them. Stop. Jesse wanted one of his seven oldest sons to be king. God says, no. What do you do when God says no? If your will isn't his, you get mad. What do you do when God says, no, you can't date them. That's Delilah. No. Y'all ain't saying. What do you do when God says you can't be friends with them? They cray cray. Cray cray is... Uh, 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 modern colloquialism, which means crazy, loco in la cabeza, southern Spanish. Yeah, I'm on disc three. Now, listen, so guys, I'm learning Spanish. Now, here's the thing. I'm on disc three, but I need to be honest with you. I am on disc three. So here's how far I am. Welcome to disc three. And I hit pause. I said, I ain't got no time for that right now. We'll do that on the plane ride this week. Okay. Say all of my will is his will. So in other words, here's how I live. God, whatever you want, you can have whatever you like. Guys, I didn't want to be a pastor because I said, Lord, one of them going to say something sideways to me. And it's going to be a misunderstanding. I didn't want to be a bishop, which is a pastor. pastor. These weren't my, this, you know, some people, some guys, and this is how you know they're not called because they really want to. <laughs> You know somebody ain't called to do something because their zeal for it isn't matched with knowledge. What are you trying to say to me, Bishop? What God wills for you might not be what you want at first. You might not want that at first, but when your will is his will, it'll become what you want. Oh, touch your neighbor. Say his will is going to be your will this year. So that means the moment I found out what he wanted, that's what I wanted. I said, you want me to preach? I'll preach. You want me to start a church in Denver? Are you sure? Oh, God, I'm going to ask you again. And again. And again. And again. And then eventually he's like, don't ask me no more. I said what I said. Okay? So then when I find out his will, it becomes my will. Which means, watch this. I don't get so upset when things don't go to my plan because maybe that wasn't his Some of y'all are sitting in here mad and angry because so-and-so left you. God was letting you dodge a bullet. They were about to take you through a valley and God said, stop in the name of love. Two, your soul. Your soul is your mind, thoughts, will, and strength. So, Bishop, why does it already say uh, mind there? Because, because God wants it to be very clear there's distinctives in the definitions of the word. Say, all my soul. Do your emotions love him? Do your, do your thoughts love him? God says, I want all your thoughts. He says, all of your thoughts should be about how to please me. Not you. This is why so many people run into trouble. Because your thoughts aren't how to please God. Your thoughts are how to please you. Your thoughts are, I, I had a rough week. I'm going to please me. And God is like, okay. Say, Lord. Lord. Come on, everybody in the building. Say, Lord. Lord. Everybody say like me to say, Lord. I give you my soul, my mind, my thoughts, my will, 
my emotions. You can have it all. What does that look like practically, Bishop? There's going to be sometimes you crying about stuff that God is like, uh-uh. Mm-mm. Joshua one day was, uh, was, was on his, listen what he's doing, look what he's doing. Oh, God. Oh, God. We lost the battle of the AI. Oh, God. Oh! Y'all know them kids be crying. And when they don't think you hear and they start, and then they take a pause. <gasps> ah! And then they holler. And you know what God told Joshua? He said, get up. He said, I don't want to hear no more praying. He said, there's somebody in your camp that you need to go check. Because Achan had stole some stuff. And he said, let me tell you why y'all lost. Because one of your mighty men ain't really fighting for you. That joker's fighting against you. Touch your neighbor say, God's going to reveal everybody in your circle that ain't for you. Say, this month. Yes, sir. Let me finish this. This word is good to me. Third, your mind. That means your intellect. To every intellectual in the building, to those of you who are erudite and you have great scholastic achievement in your educational prowess, sometimes allows you to think that what you know makes you know more than God. God is omniscience, omniscient, omni all science knowledge, which means anything you study eventually takes you back to God. So let's just go here for a moment, right? Just because there's some people who say, well, I just have some doubts about the creation story. I have some doubts. I, I do believe that there is the preponderance, that there is the, uh, the hypothesis, that there is some level of evolution that's taken place. I believe that that has a, a, a relative probability that seems reasonable to me in my deductive logic. Great, but who put the first monkey there then? So if monkeys is changing, who put the first one there? Well, I believe there was a big bang. Great, who shot it off? Well, I believe it was primordial soup. Great, well, who was cooking with Campbell's back then? Everything you study eventually takes you back to God. There's nothing that you study that doesn't take you back to God. Which means there's certain things that all you can say is God did it. Ah, you sit next to somebody that they 2020 is going to be a whole lot of God did it. 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 Somebody holler, God's gonna do it. Let me finish. And with all your strength, strength means ability. God says, Do you give me your talent? Do you give me your skill? Do you give me your ability? Or do you always have a price tag on it? See, if you're always paid, then you never serve God. <laughs> you missed what I just said. We live, we live in a time now where everybody wants something. Because if I wrap the mic up, you think the church can... And God says, I want all of your ability. Somebody say, all of it. it. I'm so glad there's stuff you've done you weren't paid for. Stop. Stop. Let me tell you why. Because you, watch this. Because if you were paid for it, that would have been your harvest. Because you sowed it, it became your seed. 
Ooh, watch me. Some of you are like, so-and-so really got me in that business deal. I'm here to tell you they didn't even got power like that. I'm here to tell you God allowed it to happen so you'd have some seed in the ground. Say all my strength. That means all of my ability. God, it's, I, I want to love you with it. I want to love you with it. So if I can sing, I want to love you with it. It's, I mean, every major singer in culture today started in God's church. I know you like Beyonce and all this here now, but let me tell you, Beyonce was singing at somebody's church in Houston. Y'all ain't said nothing to me. Beyonce learned all of that control over her voice singing at somebody's church. I know y'all, well, maybe y'all don't, but I like that New Jack Swing music, that guy, and that Teddy Riley and them. Them is church boys. You know it if you listen to their chords. They're them church chords. But like, y'all really finna have church. Ronald eyes to them. All them is church boys. I ain't gonna do it. <laughs> I gonna do it. I'm out of time. I got to time. Say all of my strength. It's amazing how much of your strength you will give to people. And then at the end of your day, when it's time to command your day and pray, Father, just bless me. In Jesus' name, I'm tired. But you gave everybody else everything. And this is your God says, I want it all. You spend so much time giving it to people. But God says, you have none left to give to me. Let's read it to the final verse, and then I'll shout you. 1 John 5, 3. But this is the love of God that we keep his commandments, and his commandments, here's the last part of the verse, are not burdensome. God says, why do you treat me like I'm such a task? This is what he says. I'm not, I'm not saying me, I'm saying he. God is like, why is it it's such a task? That, Who child I got to serve? Stop. You should be lucky you got a badge. Ooh, I got to lift my hands. You get to lift your stinking, filthy hands. Bishop, what do you mean my hands are stinking and filthy? The Bible says our righteousness is but filthy rags, which means if you wash with filthy rags, when you lift your hands, you're lifting filthy hands. But God, I get to do this. I get to give. See, when you think it's a burden, you say, I have to. But watch this, but watch this, because watch me, watch this, say, say it's not a burden. Say it again, y'all, say it's not a burden. Say, so I don't have to, I get to. Say it again, say, I don't have to, I get to. So, so here's how we're going to end this experience. And you can remain seated. How many of us, we, reali we realize this from hearing this word today, our love for the Lord needs some, some blue tape. If you're sitting next to somebody that did not say amen, they need the whole roll. And they don't need blue tape, they need duct tape. They need that sticky stuff. Nobody's moving right now unless you, you got to. Nobody's moving unless you have to. I want everybody, everybody to lift your hands in this building. And say, Lord, in your name, I repent. You've proven your love to me. You've shown your love for me. It's time for me to give you what you like. Because you love me.
Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. And at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God. And they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father... In the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word decision to the phone number 59769. And when you do, I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and, and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day and for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call. ClickGranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.